0: Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ 20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Okay. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing
0: well. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's a little, little cold and frosty out this evening, but, but doing all right. Well, welcome to TPQ20. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on here. I'm glad we could finally figure out a time to get you on here and uh, and have a conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah so we always like to start off by saying we know who you are but our audience may be new to you so if you were to give the bio that is not on the back of your uh your current book or your upcoming book now for next july uh who would you say you are
1: yeah i'm uh ray hall i'm a queer trans uh poet and i guess now uh horror fiction writer as well um just throwing that in there um i i write a lot a lot about um gun violence queerness um health anxiety um just things that are generally very important to me um or or affecting me um in any way and um that's kind of that's kind of the big things uh you know i have a uh four pets lovely partner so that's uh that's kind of my th- those are my my day-to-day things I'm also an editor in my day-to-day in my you know day life um, <laughs> um what you mean you and, just
0: writing writing is not the only thing you do it doesn't pay all of the bills
1: unfortunately no it, for some <laughs> reason it does not so uh yeah so that's kind of the the bio in a nutshell
0: very cool all right so uh horror fiction writer these days huh Uh, we're now, now, um, having, having followed you for a little while now and knowing your poetry, um, I can't say that, that I saw that coming, uh, from, from what I've been reading, it's, it's not sitting inside space neon, uh, you know, and it's not necessarily sitting inside your first book. So, so when did the, where does the love of horror come and how do you make that switch from, you know, loudest when started to uh, a horror novel?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest <laughs> thing is that um, the horror novel is inverse. So that's super awesome. And I that's cool. have an amazing publisher who's working with me very diligently to uh, make that possible. Um, but I think, you know, even back when I was writing the Autos and Startled stuff in at the very end of grad school, right after I got out of grad school, you know, I think that book is has a tinge under the surface of the horrifying elements of America, mm-hmm. masculinity. And um, I think those are where it started to boil um, under the surface. But as I was writing uh, my second collection, which is coming out next year, um, that Space Neon spawned from, um, I was realizing that when I was writing a ton of horrifying experiences with health anxiety, with, mm-hmm the hospital system with right. um illness and it just kind of grew from there and grew from there and then it turned into this whole story actually which i have really never written like i mean as a kid i wrote <laughs> my my mom, my mom always would uh say like oh yeah i found your uh your this little comic you wrote that was like a alligator or something like that <laughs> going through going through life and i was like okay I I do not remember that, but I believe you. Um, so like, there was never something in me that was like, Oh, yeah, I want to do something that has a narrative and something that um, is this big fleshed out novella. Um, but it just kind of happened upon me. And luckily, I got the team that's working with me that's going to make it work. So
0: that's awesome. So Were there horror writers that you were reading? Who did you grow up reading then? Or was there, did this all, I guess, did this all come from kind of that, uh, that mirror version, you know, of real life? uh, Or does this come from things that you were also reading when you were younger? I mean, I like, I, I think my first real, like, you know, massive book was Salem's Lot when I was in like fifth grade. Um, did you have, or do you still have, like, uh, are you still a fan of horror, of horror novels?
1: Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I was, I was thinking of a ton of things, you know, throughout the day, I'm just like, okay, I'm putting together my thoughts. And I was trying to think of, you know, when my, just in case it <laughs> came up, I was like, when, <laughs> when my love of writing really comes And yeah. you know, and when I was a kid, I didn't really read a lot all the way through high school was never a big, you know, big reader. English was one of my worst classes. I love, that.
0: <laughs> I, I love that all through high school, you weren't a big reader, but now you're an editor. So uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, you know <laughs> instant, instant karma somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, I mean, I did read, you know, The Occasional King, you know, a few others here and there. And I definitely still read a ton of horror now. I, I would say um, as I've kind of tried to um, really immerse myself in the community, Uh, you know, obviously I felt like I had a good hold on the poetry community. Right. Um, But the horror community was totally different, totally different (laughs) world. Um, Not to mention the publishing aspect on on the other side of it. But um, yeah, so I was trying to read a lot more and I found a, a ton, you know, there's a ton of really good horror poetry. There's a ton of Uh, trans authors queer authors that are doing really incredible things in the horror sphere right now Um, so yeah keeping up with them um, has been pleasure a pleasure of my year so far just kind of really making myself aware of all these other writers in this sphere that I'm trying to (laughs) trying to get into
0: it's got to be kind of a fun switch to to you know stop for a minute talking about you know the personal so heavy side of things it's got to be nice to like have an outlet that you can have these same thoughts and feelings but they can be written as a very different character and landscape than than you know reality than the reality would be
1: oh yeah certainly yeah and you know I think you know one of the the most fun things that um that came about while I was writing this is just you know, maybe, you know, sick or twisted or something, but it's really just putting the character in these just really horrible situations. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that horror is really kind of doing that and how they would react and how they overcome it is just so, I don't know, intriguing and interesting to me. And, you know, in, in poems, like sometimes you have characters, you'll have images that really take on, you know, a life of their own, but in a this narrative structure that like it that really does happen like it just my main character was I I when I was writing it originally um I was like oh this is like pretty much me like this is pretty dang close to me and then um by the end of it I was like oh I would have done nothing that like none of the things none of their actions none of the uh you know they are both uh stronger and way more out there than I am and um, it's just really really interesting to see how that character grew compared to you know I have like in Loudest and Startled obviously the brother character has a really big influence over the collection but that was really this I don't know like a looming figure over the whole collection as opposed to an actual character that I was writing dialogue for that I was trying to get into their thoughts and trying to see like What they would actually be doing in any of these given scenarios. So, um, yeah, it's a totally different experience. Um, Did you,
0: when you were, because I remember. I mean, I've been teaching about twenty years now, and I remember about ten years ago when, like, God, must be even longer than that. When, like, the Ellen Hopkins books were coming out, like Glass and Break, and all the you know the seven the seven book series that that Ellen Hopkins put together was the first time that I was that I was really exposed to you know books written in verse Mm -hmm. um you know there have always been things out there but those were the ones that the first time i saw students like cling to something that looked like poetry or i could be like hey you like this Mm -hmm. but what is what do you see is the big difference you know for you when it comes to writing a poem versus not just uh you know an epic but Mm -hmm. but a you know coming up with with characters and verse and situations and storylines what's the difference for you in writing the two
1: yeah that's a uh, great question that's a very Um, yeah
0: it's it's an easy one right it's the simple (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah yeah um i i
1: you know i think with poetry um i i tend to get an obsession so with loudness and startled obviously i was obsessed with um gun violence with masculinity with family and that kind of spearheaded all of my writing so I was purely focused on those kind of topics while I was writing um and as opposed to this horror novella where I was I was really focused on like okay I have to get to point a to point b to point c and I think those are kind of the biggest things is that I really had to think about sense and through lines and um Kind of putting it all together and i know you know my i've gone through several rounds of edits and we're really close to the end of it right now but um i know a lot of the edits were like this is really good as a poem and now we have <laughs> oh. to make it a, now we have to make it like connect to the rest of it. And i was like okay yeah you're right you're right you're right so um yeah i don't know if that answers the question exactly but i think i think they're just like they're i mean that's it, very similar for me like at the end of the day i'm writing poems that are connected to each other like i'm writing i'm working on a novel next because that's you know obviously the next step from a progression yeah Yeah. so um i'm writing a novel in verse and it's uh, now that i have all this knowledge of how it's worked um it's an entirely different process where it really does seem like i'm trying to go at it from a you know a chapter by chapter basis as opposed to First one where it was, I was jumping around and I was writing. I was like, "Oh, this poem could fit here, here, here." Um, And then at the end, when I was revising, finally putting it all together. But now it's like, "All right, well, I have to write this poem and then this poem and then this poem." Um, So we'll see how that goes if it if it ends up uh, you know working out that way. And maybe I'll just go back and just rewrite the whole thing randomly, as they did the first one with the, (laughs) the magic that the first one had. I mean, how many how many
0: times do you uh do you know you you you're getting toward the end of a of a chapter I guess or a section, uh, and you just scribble down some really fast rhyming lines just to be done with it and then you know then you could be then you be finished with everything.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Every, oh, <laughs> every single chapter, no. <laughs>
0: I mean it's all it is all written in A B A B, right? The whole, yes, the whole thing course. is just, yeah. you know, there As we go. My high
1: school English teachers taught me that that <laughs> is the only poetry.
0: Well, that and you no, know, you don't, don't, don't hold on, because there are across <laughs> there are acrostics and there are uh, where I'm from poems. Uh there they're, are lots of there are lots people. of wonderful poems that teachers throughout the years have ruined poetry with. So there are tons of styles. Like yeah. I was like, it's it's interesting when I tell my students that we're gonna look at poetry. Like I, we do a poem of the day, so everything, but it's all spoken word. It's I'm gonna show you a video mm. a day. Like mm-hmm. we just uh, we hit like the 57th one of them for the school year, and so my students are exposed to you know about 45 different people so far, sure, um, yeah. across 57, and, and it's it really is interesting to watch them go. But but this isn't how is this poetry? Oh because yeah, it's not what they're used to, and so no, like it, it's it's it'll be. I think we're, I like that we're getting to a generation now that wants to read more poetry. Like the, the, Mm -hmm. I think the pandemic era proved that the, uh, the 16 to like 22 year olds were really, really excited about not only writing poetry, but starting like lit mags. Um, it was, it was pretty cool to watch to watch that go down there. And it's, I think one of the cool things for, you know, for some of the poets that I do talk to who write, you know, like, you know, the mahogany Browns who write, books of, you know, chapters and verse, um, it's really cool to start seeing the younger population go, oh, so this is, this can actually, this is, this is a poem. This, this is like that. Yeah. Like it's always, it's always funny to, to see that. Was there a poet for you when you were a kid who kind of, you know, was there a catalyst poet who got you into that idea of, you know, one, that reading could be fun or two, that maybe poetry is a thing that you want to do.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, but um I really didn't read a ton, especially poetry, until I got into um I went to community college and I was didn't I have no clue what to do. So I started taking um writing courses just for fun. And I ended up reading um, you know, a ton of poetry in there, but I think the one that really stuck out to me was uh black aperture by matt rasmussen hmm, not um, one that i know
0: so one that i'll have to yeah, it,
1: <laughs> it came out in like 2012 so that's okay you, um it's still pretty dang new um but that was kind of the first experience where i had where it was so real and so raw that i was like damn like this is <laughs> this is something that's like cool and um then I think it just, you know, snowballed from there. And that was kind of where it came from. But even after I read that, I was like, oh, well, that was cool. But I can't, I can't do that. Right. Um, and, and then I think, you know, as you read more and more, you're like, oh, wait, this is something that I can do. And I, I love it. So uh, yeah, it really started from, I, I would say that, yeah, that, that one book really triggered a lot of, a lot of thoughts about actually writing poetry.
0: Well, and, and so I, I gotta ask because you know you you are an editor. So how do we get from, you know, is that also where we get to that point where you' where kind of your whole mind switches about career choices? or you know what what how do you get from not not really being into reading much or writing much to, um, I want to be an editor and a poet? Like where where does the career switch happen? Yeah what, I guess, I guess I should ask was there ever a a career idea before writing that you had yeah. that you thought you were going toward before writing took over
1: Yeah no um I mean <laughs> I always wanted to be a video game designer Cool all right and That was my thing I was you know um when I was going like very early college I was like well I'll transfer to a a video game design place yeah. and uh like I'll learn all that but it was really when I thought about it, it was the creation, like creative aspects of it that, um, really got me. And I, and I realized as I, you know, learned more read more and wrote more that that was like, this is fueling that same exact desire. And so that that's kind of where it came from, where, um, I realized that I loved writing more than, you know, the, the idea of sitting in front of a computer and, you know, designing, um, a game or anything like that it was like oh I, I wouldn't want to write the stories so I was like well I'll be a a story writer for video games yeah. and it's like okay well you know what if I just write my own stories or write my own poetry um and I kind of went from there
0: I like that there's a in my conversation with Luther Hughes we, we were joking that you know eventually he's going to have a you know a, a video game script at some point <laughs> um because I mean it is, it, there's such a change. I mean, I'm 41. So like I grew up, you know, in the early era of Nintendo mm-hmm. and and there wasn't really, there was a storyline. There was a princess somewhere that needed to be saved. Yes. And uh, your character was going to get there eventually um, and you were going to, you know, wave the flag and all was going to be good. And and then, you know, you were done with the game. Like, but it really has changed over about the last, oh, you know, yeah. especially the last, I mean, you could say the last 20 years, but really like I have, I have an 11 year old and we're watching them, you know, With with the games that they're playing where there really is a storyline. Like oh yeah. And they're really good. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. they're they're like they're reading them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I always love when my students like I don't like reading. Well, but what about the video game that you're playing where you have to read everything to know what to do? And you have to understand the storyline to get there. Mm
1: -hmm. Like it is,
0: it is an impressive switch in generations.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I I mean, even you know, my older siblings are. 10 years older than me and it's still there's still that you know there's just a disconnect and then even my younger sibling is 10 years younger than me and there's you know totally different um reaction to uh you know digital media in general so it's
0: do you ever i mean having having gone this far now with you know poetry and the novella and the next novel i mean is there a want to maybe go back to that original game plan? I mean, like no pun, or pun intended, I guess, is there, yeah. is there, you know, is there, do you ever find yourself in your head now crafting a video game?
1: <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't really think so. I've I've had some people, <laughs> you know, friends, colleagues that have come up to me and they're like, Hey, you're a writer. Like I love video games. And I was like, would you want to write for my video game that I'm going to make? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Like, you know, I'll, I'll um, like, that would be, it would be an incredible experience to do that. Um, I think it probably takes a different set of skills that I don't have, um, yeah. especially with a lot of the scripting that goes behind it, but right. I mean, it would be super fun, but I've never, um, so far, I've never I mean, thought like, you know. I'm gonna go write a video game script just for fun right now. You,
0: you never know what happens after the novel comes out, you might get bored. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the twenty the twenty twenty six version of you might feel like a video game script is exactly where you want to head.
1: Yeah, you know, in twenty twenty six, video game scripts might be the only thing we can write. (laughs) So,
0: So, um, I always like to ask about timelines because I'm really fascinated by by timelines. And and uh, so with with I guess we'll go with uh, with the next book coming out. So with uh, with patient routine. Mm -hmm. um how when did you start word one to when is your final edit due for this monster and uh and are you the same how have you changed in in you know as a writer over the course of this time
1: yeah um yeah so going back a bit in 2021 I got laid off from my job so I had a ton of free time (laughs) (laughs) so I started really fleshing out my next poetry collection. And then as I said, Space Neon came from that. And then the Patient Routine also kind of came from that as well. So I would say probably spring to early summer of 2021, I really okay. started to write out those first, first initial poems of the Patient Routine. Um, and then it was done probably, not done, quote unquote. <laughs> um, i We're thought done. it was good enough to su- tar- start to submit it um probably at the end of last year okay and then it got picked up in march um All right. so that, that was an incredible experience super different from poetry but um i'm sure that's another whole whole that's, that's yeah. another whole podcast episode but um yeah so then it got accepted in march we did edits over the summer and now we're kind of finalizing right. Like literally right now, I think I, I just got an email from my publisher cool. um, that we're finalizing the actual design of the book right now, because I did some weird formatting <laughs> stuff with some of the poems. Cause I really wanted to try to, you know, get that anxious feeling from cool. just the pages. So um, yeah. So yeah. So spring 2021, so now is when the actual, like I'm done editing. Okay. It's done. I'm not going to put any, anything else into it.
0: Now, remember you've said that. So people are going to hear that you are done editing.
1: <laughs> I'm done editing. Yes. <laughs> it, it It's, it's done. Um, But yeah. So in total, it'll be a nice, you know, 18 months, I think from conception to putting it out, which is extremely fast i think yeah
0: cool it is it is a quick turnaround but i mean in that time though you developed as a writer a whole you know a whole different person of yourself like as a this wasn't this wasn't the same you know luna that we would have seen a couple years ago writing you know so do you feel like you have how do you feel you have changed and kind of morphed as a poet going through this process
1: yeah i think it i think my the biggest change that's happened is really just gaining an appreciation for the different um, genres that are in literature like I mean obviously I had read horror I watch a ton of horror films like Mm -hmm. that's that I know for sure but um, you know I think really taking in learning learning the ropes of the horror genre the tropes kind of learning all that I think it's really elevated my writing to be able to take those and actually know how to bend them and how to use them in verse and how to kind mm. of manipulate the page and the, the reader um, that I definitely did not have prior to working on a horror book I mean this mm. is a totally different beast um, I like I like that that phrase
0: you said You had you learn how to manipulate the page and the reader yeah, and I think yeah, that's I mean, that's a really good way to look at that. Is as a, as an author, it is your job to manipulate the reader. And I I don't think I've heard somebody say that, and I like that phrasing. That's a, that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I think that's one of the biggest things about um, horror in general is that you know you really have to take them to those uncomfortable places, and that is a is a form of manipulation. So, yeah. um, you know, not saying that you know the next poetry collection will be. <laughs> super dreary and uh <laughs> anything like that but you know i think i can take some of those skills and really amp up the the next you know set of poems
0: Ah, that's awesome i think that's a perfect way to kind of leave things today um i'm always excited to read your work so i'm super I, i'm stoked for the i'm stoked for the patient routine to come out in july um and uh see where you're heading next so thank you yeah. so much for spending time with me today on tpb20 yeah. uh, i like I said, I'm a big fan. So I really look forward to everything you write. And I look forward to sending, uh, sending others your direction as well.
1: Well, thank you so. so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Absolutely. I will see you soon. Have a great rest yep, of the thank evening. Thank you. bye, bye. bye.